Hi folks, this is Adrienne A. Wallace and you have reached me in the life room. Thank you for joining. This podcast comes to you courtesy of a number of friends, otherwise known as roomies, that are a part of my private group on Facebook called uh, In the Life Room. And so we uh, polled earlier in the week, or actually Friday night, about a podcast that they'd like me to do. And I asked that they share with me subject matters that they'd like for me to cover, and then I would decide on one. And there were some commonalities um, between the respondents and um, some people who had divergent paths of things that they might have wanted to talk about. And some people who asked for me to speak on subjects that actually, if they go through the archives of the In the Life Room podcast on SoundCloud, they're going to find that subject matter covered. So that said, I'm addressing the fear of success and the difference between that and the fear of failure. So the fear of success, first of all, we have to define success. Success is different things to different people. And I think for most people, success is indicated to them by oftentimes material things. For the majority of people, I would say probably 80% of people, success is dictated by material things. Success is also dictated by security in material things, Um, security in material things that are necessity, like a place to live, (laughs) Um, hot and cold running water, clothing on your back, um, money in your pocket, a way to get to work, work in and of itself or a job. For many people, those things are um, basic necessities. Um, But the more of that you have, the more successful you are perceived to be. So the bigger the house you live in, the more demanding your job or your work, the more money you have in your pocket or in your bank account, you're deemed as being successful. So if that's what success is, why do people fear success is the question. I think people develop a fear of success primarily because their perception of opportunity. I think most people see opportunity as something that's taken away from them um, or something that other people have monopolized, whether it's wealth or something else a happy relationship, those are some of the earmarks of success. And I think when most people look at those things, they see it as something that has a fence around it, something that's monopolized, that belongs to a few. And they see it as something that is a field that there are limited players on. And, you know, when looking at this, we look at things like employment, You know, hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people are employed in the United States alone. And so if you turn your attention to that, you have to say, well, are those people successful? Well, the fact that those people may be able to provide for themselves and the people that are dependent upon them is an earmark of success. 
But then we start drilling down and we start saying, well, what do those people do? You know, is this one an airline pilot? Is this one a nurse? Is this a teacher? Is that a lawyer or a doctor? Does this person clean bathrooms for a living? Does this person work in a restaurant? Does this person check people out? Is he or she a cashier at a retail store? Um, And then by virtue of those things, we start to determine for ourselves and we start to cast judgment on whether or not a person is a success. And so when people are doing those things and doing what's necessary to survive and to provide for themselves, and they see others around them in that monopolized fence of success, they may want to be behind that fence or they too might want to be fenced in. But knowing what they know and doing what they do and trying to be consistent with just that makes it really difficult for them to jump over into that other fence. And doing something different is like walking a tightrope. And many people are not spiritually secure enough, financially secure enough, socially secure enough, and dare I say sometimes even mentally secure enough to walk on that tightrope with the idea that there is a man below, or a woman for that matter, that will catch them. Many people fear success because they don't have a safety net. They don't fear another level of success because they don't have a safety net. They do not have a network of people. They do not have a prayer life. They do not have a history of going for something different and capturing the flag. And so that fear is built up over time and it keeps people separated. It creates what we call a middle class, a poverty class, a wealthy class, and it creates networks of people who work together or against each other to assure that those networks continue to exist. Can you imagine having a lack of financial security? And can you then imagine looking around and seeing that all of your friends and all of your family are in the same position? So fear of success happens by association. We are said to be most like and oftentimes as successful as the five people that we devote most of our time to. Now, I don't really know whether or not we should exclude our children from that because we're in the business of nurturing them. But I definitely think that our children being exposed to us, that we're one of their five. So just think about that for for a minute if you have children. If you have children and you have fear of success, fear of going to the next level, fear of taking on a new career because you need to provide for them and your current job or career allows you to do that, though it may be day to day, week to week, month to month, you're doing that. And the idea that you might do something different, that you might apply to school, to go to college, to get a master's degree, that you might decide that you want to enrich your education with all the responsibility that you have, 
you feel like it's something that you may not be able to do. And so because of your locality, because of where you already are, and the lack of exposure to more than what you already have, success is something you fear. In order to get to seizing the opportunity of success, you have to use your will. You have to set out in a scientific way to apply your willpower to anything you do that you know is to be greater than what it is you're already doing. The first thing you do is to write it down. Write it down. The next thing you do after you write it down is to define it. Now, how do you define it in a scientific way? Go to the library. Not Google. Go to the library and pick up a book about this next thing that is a part of the success or that is the success you want. Whether it is a different job, it may be a different job with your current employer, but do your research. Talk to, reach out to the people who are already there. So I wanna be $50,000 wealthier next year, or I wanna make $25,000 more next year. And that I deem to be an earmark of success. If that is the case, then it is necessary to be vulnerable and to first learn about the things that you believe will need to be done in order to be that much more endowed. It is to reach out to the people who are already doing it and specifically Request their advice, their mentorship, figure out how it is that you might be able to help them and learn from them in the same time. Be honest that you're looking to give something to get something. The fear of success is something that happens when our faith is under test, when our purpose is unsure, when our environments do not support our dreams. So the fear of success grows from exactly those things. Limited faith, undefined purpose, and an unstable environment. I want you to check those three things for yourself. Is your faith limited? What do you believe? What do you believe of yourself, of your life, of the community that you live in, of the place that you work? Do you believe that all or any of those things get better? Do you believe that they are the best that they could be? This is a yes or no question. The other thing is, what is your purpose? Why are you here? Aside from possibly being a parent or a spouse or a caretaker to others, why are you here? Oftentimes, a lack of definition of our own individual purpose contributes to and helps us to fear success. It keeps us 
divided between something we dream about and what it is that we have. Your purpose is about using your imagination and figuring out how you can make a difference. How you can take your dream and be scientific about it. You really have to figure out and must learn the proper way to use your will. There are different methods that other people have, but for me in particular, taking things from other people, being a listener, making sure that my physical presence is known, making sure that I make eye contact, making sure that I'm, when I'm in a room that I turn my cell phone off and that I focus is a clear way of learning from others. Learning from others is a way to ensure your success. If you are not a listener, if you are detached, if you are not focused when you're in a room with others, you're actually contributing to the lack of success in your life. You really, really, really have to tap in and you have to have the will to tap in. You have to know that will and willpower is a necessity of success. There's no two ways about it. It's really substantive if you don't do that, if you don't stay present in the moments that you're in, including those that you're trying to transition from, success will always evade you. So the fear of success is something that happens to us because we are sometimes satisfied with where we are. No, I would say not. It's because we're often complacent. We're complacent. And so complacency is this counterpoison. We tell ourselves, it's okay for now. I'm content for now. We have what we need for now. I'll do it next year. And then we look around and it's 10 years later and none of those things that we had dreamt about were achieved because we had not exercised any will. And again, guys, will is scientific. Now, there's this other side to it, to this fear of success. And that is the fear of failure. And the fear of failure is about looking outside of ourselves at what everyone else is doing and not using those people as measures of success or as our key performance indicators, but looking at them and measuring our individual selves against how they're received in their communities and by the world. It's this notion of, I'm not going to try it because I want to be the next Oprah. And if I'm not, I've had failed. I'm not going to try it because I want to be the next Bruno Mars. And if I'm not, I'm not going to try it. So people always have these ideals that exist in other people's bodies. It's quite a bizarre thing. Can you imagine 
wanting a certain amount of success. And rather than looking at someone as an example, wanting to be revered in the same way that they're revered, or even beat them out or knock them out of the box. Fear of failure is made up of that. It's made up of comparison and not being scientific, but being highly egotistical. Fear of success is when you lack a scientific approach, when you lack will, when you may lack faith, may lack a defined purpose, lack devotion. But fear of failure is that constant measuring outside of yourself, taking on and working with relics of other people, this crowd, and that crowd that you're trying to sort out and measure up to and be like is usually a crowd that has suffering that you know nothing about. And so fear of failure comes from that, from trying to source from other people not allowing them to be true inspiring or inspiring examples, not allowing them to be motivators or motivating examples, but allowing them to be the standard for your own self. Fair failure is built of that. So again, fear of success comes from lack of will, lack of a scientific approach. Fear of failure comes from ego. Therein lies the difference. And with that said, so it is. I'd love to hear your thoughts and your comments on this. Namaste.